the ending. Did anyone get a weather report? <laughs> In a world preoccupied with professionalism, do you already think you know what a good podcast is? That's bullshit. That's not how the world works. Have you even considered any alternatives? What about uninformed hosts? Only the last watch was where I understood what her name actually was. Unwarranted and potentially liable accusations. Tom Cruise, he's just like slight kicks Brad Pitt. Audio issues. Uh, by the way, how do we record? Irrelevant tangents. If I go like to a girl's house and then there's like Hi, friend. I'll stop you there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a section we can have in. Didn't think you had, so you've never heard the semi-professionals. I did not enjoy one fucking second. Let's get up from my world. Get on with that. Ever go like to a girl's house and then there's like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Audio issues. Put your earphones in. Put them in. Listen, Neil, pray. We're not productive anymore. We don't make films anymore. It's all gossip and hearsay. Ratings, midpoint, check for daddy's side boots, Deacon's army hammer. What are we then? We're podcasters. Okay, okay. Release a show a week, get an audience. But what if we don't get an audience? If we don't, what are we then? Four men approaching 30 talking about elven bread for 20 minutes. Mentally ill. Fact, Jim. Fact. If you aren't getting impressions, if you aren't getting sponsored by libertarian coffee companies, jeans you can kick in breathable boxes, Mafia City. Take it easy, Jeffrey. Be calm. Right, right. Anyway, this is Semi-Professionals, and with us we have Luke, Jack, Nick and Matt. This week we are doing 12 Monkeys, released in 1995, written by David Webb Peoples, Chris Marker and Janet Peoples, directed by Terry Gilliam. Gilliam or Gilliam? How are we saying it? Gilliam. 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 James Cole, a convict, decides to volunteer for a mission wherein he has to travel back in time to learn about the main reason behind the outbreak of a virulent holocaust. All right, should we do budget trees? How topical. I know. That was a word that was poet slam. That was that was like spoken word. Did you rehearse that? That's amazing. I read it in my head today. But I didn't. I fumbled at the end with the with the ball. When's the the ball shaver through me. <laughs> to be fair, you look like Macklemore right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much do we think this was made? Has anyone peaked it already? Yeah, uh, I did a little bit. Did anybody no, see the doc- documentary? Yeah, because it's in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, it's in documentary. There. Yeah, um, keep up to date on the feed. Luke, do you have any five? So it wasn't that old. It's. I mean, the opening scenes are crazy elaborate. So I'd go sixty. I actually, I don't know the, I don't know the budget. I think I know the box office, which we don't care about anymore. But we'll do it at some point. Um, well, no, we're going to say that. F- worry, Jack. Fifty, fifty mil for uh, okay, 50. budget. Neat. Classic, Jack. <laughs> I'm surprised just... you didn't go 59. <laughs> <laughs> Should have just said 60. I'm surprised you didn't wait for Nick to go and then go 59. <laughs> Nick, have you seen the budget? Uh, yeah, I yeah. saw it. It's in the dark. Yeah. Uh, 29 mil this cost. Oh, fuck. Cheap. Okay. cheap as, as chips. It's not that cheap, is it? I can see that. Actually. It's like not. Yeah. <laughs> I say this every week, I guess. And then I go, no, I can see after, that, actually. <laughs> after the price gets revealed, it's like, after oh, yeah, knowing. that makes sense, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What do you think about it? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, how how much did it make total to this day? Oh. I'm going to say it flopped a little. I've not, I don't know anything about this, so it could sound ridiculous, but I'm going to say made 120. 
Why would that be flopping? Well, because... Hey, that's all right. It's that's made like money. four times the budget. Yeah, yeah but yeah. nowadays you're supposed to. Yeah. All right, Jack's got 130 then. Nick, what's yours? <laughs> oh, hold on a second. I, I'm, I'm more accurate. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for a 190, 190 mil. Oh, 190 mil. Um, well, I saw it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's in the dark as well, isn't it? Yeah, it might be How the same one. 168. Is that the one you saw, Nick? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, done fairly well. Pretty good. That is not a flop. Considering the budget. Apparently, no apparently, it was all right. <laughs> apparently. We did okay. Should we go for it? It was all our, our first time, saw. true? Watch um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's go through our first impressions. Nick, you're at the top of my screen. First impressions, right. Um, so I had fairly high expectations for this movie, um, but I had absolutely no idea what I was getting into, really. I thought I knew what I was getting into. Um, I had no idea with, with uh, the whole aspect of climate, climate change and the, the eco-warriors. Could have, I would have enjoyed it more if that whole aspect wasn't part of it i think um i had an issue with the love story because um they had like for me they had almost zero chemistry um i i did like the the city the way the city looks the the underground city um and it was an entertaining entertaining first watch um yeah, but not as like I, I was I was ready to be like, wow, this is a fucking masterpiece because that's it's it's very highly regarded. Yeah, very isn't it? Like it's got very high ratings and um, yeah, man. First. Oh, also. It's my first fucking Blu-ray ever. Oh, it's a start. Oh, of a yeah, nice. How was that? Yes. Best yes. Best way possible. Remember the day the the start of the deepest archive you've ever seen that's it faith today is the day and then yeah. also i was thinking it'd be amazing if you know when we're thinking about filing filing blu-rays alphabetically um 12 would be yeah. Yeah. you know the first mm. movie probably yeah but it's it's spelled out 12 so it's got to go on a t so that's just waiting for that fuck. film that starts with an apostrophe uh, would have been beautiful yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which which is what? What the apostrophe? Uh -huh. thing? Yeah, I'll make it. Okay, <laughs> I, th I thought you were going to tell me there was one. Nah, it's not out yet. Uh, okay, it's, it's coming. It's a lot of help. No, no, it's okay. Luke, what was your first? It's going to be a Twitter movie. First impressions. Um, I didn't love it. I uh, to give the game away quite early. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was quite ambitious. I thought the film had a lot of different ideas that maybe I wasn't in the zone enough to take in. So it kind of washed over me a little bit. Um, uh, I thought the the performances and, and the direction were, were really bizarre. Uh, we can get into that. I thought it was a bit more of the sign of the times, but then when I saw it was 95, I didn't want to give it the benefit of the doubt of time because it, at the at times kind of reminded me of uh emotionally emotionally varied as as the fly would be and sort of as off kilter as old older movies in the 80s and 70s 
Um, so, and not not a great first impression. I did I did like the production design, as Nick said. I thought the the scale and the attempt was was a good a nice idea, but in practice, I didn't I didn't find much in it that I really enjoyed. To be honest, I'm willing to be swayed. I've got some uh, latitude on that. Can get into it, Jack. What did you think? Um, you know, I'm I'm not a confessional here. I'm not. I'm <laughs> Sounds not like you are, sim- mate. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking for sympathy, but you know, it's been. A, it's been. A, I was in the wrong frame of mind this week. It's been a long week, various life stresses, and. Did you get and deep into it, Oscar picks again? Yeah, when I, when I, yeah, yeah. I was looking at the roster for this year's picks and I was just getting really upset about it. Um, and I was looking at Matt Damon's filmography once again and just got into great wall downsizing. I just started messing with my head. Um, and and you know when you when you feel like that and you want you want that film you want to escape a little bit and you want to watch a film to bring you back up. Yeah. Uh, and this film wasn't it. You wanted a post-apocalyptic boost <laughs> this, in your life. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> this wasn't it. This, this, it was disorientating for me. Mm. Um, it was uh, off kilter. I think Lou said that, but I'm going to say it again. Um, I couldn't, I, I couldn't follow it much. Mm. And it didn't. Uh, so you say, I thought it was an '80s film until I actually Googled it. Uh, I, I read into it a bit more, and it's '95. Uh, just confused a lot of the time. Yeah. But was not in the set the right uh, frame of mind from the start. I was already going in, probably not going to enjoy it. So maybe I should give it a second chance. But. Uh, yeah will you though mate will will i will i i didn't you know i'm not gonna buy a blu-ray i'm certainly not gonna buy the 4k blu-ray um just stick with the dvd yeah just stick with the uh the old mate you can you can you can borrow mine just treat it well you know what we'll do when when we finally come out of a lockdown we'll just come to yours and we'll watch it together that's right blu-ray on the first blu-ray or i bring my blu-ray and we can you know go to yours because you got better tv Okay, it's perfect. Bye, bye, Hide that prisoner's DVD, Nick. Shout one of the other. It's did. coming. It's coming. What? On Blu-ray. Blu-ray prisoner is four Out. pounds. Shut oh. up. Oh, what a steal! HMV. Also, Jack. Four K. Four K for. Oh, no, not four K, mate. Not four K. It doesn't matter. I'm still coming around then. Still, okay, mate, I'm, get, I'm getting you. I'm getting you into dv into blu-rays and you're yeah. going to be soon going to be collecting your own oh, mate, but the funny thing is you took about blu-rays recently and i um this checks out a while, yeah. a while back actually uh when my last tv uh, tv my parents bought they like they fully went in future proof uh bought blu-ray player did all that shit so we i actually have quite a large blu-ray collection and Matt. and it's funny, right? Because I'm not boasting here. Sounds like it, but I'm not. I promise. But the the one the one film I always remember I've got on Blu-ray is um, fucking Terminator Salvation with Christian Bale. Oh, that is a brag. 
Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm like, why have I got? Who the fuck bought me that at Christmas? <sighs> he's got oh, film. He, he's got films he doesn't want, Nick. Take that, dude. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna it. get that way as well. I want to get that way. I already bought some random DVD. Uh, what have you already got again? Well, I bought Noah. Noah. <laughs> yeah. I said because to him, once you buy Noah, you're basically committing to buying anything. <laughs> if it's going to be that deep, yeah, you've already yeah. set the bar well, is, that low. It is Darren, if, um, Darren Aronofsky. You yeah, know, so is it? it. Got, got bad boys, because <laughs> I've never seen that. And they're all like two or three pounds. I think that was also. directed by um, Aaron Daronofsky. <laughs> Aaron Daronofsky. Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, um, it's, it's insane that like all this time, whilst we've been doing this, especially that you've you've been paying fucking like twelve pounds mm. to stream mm. it, yeah, uh, and yeah, and, then, and then and then, but you can buy Blu-rays for like three pounds. You cannot, can own it. I can't can tell it. you how much that's been on my mind lately, Jack. I really can't tell you. <laughs> it's literally, and we'll get to Matt's review here in a second. But it's it's. Um, <laughs> It's That's it's gagging. kept me it's kept me awake at night. There's so many, so many mistakes I've made. Like the, it, just thinking about the movies I could be owning on Blu-ray, physically in my shelf right now. Mm. You know, you got Lighthouse, mm. you got Inherent Vice, which I'm sure oh. is a beautiful Blu-ray. Um, Blade mm, Runner, you know, a couple of couple of classic movies in there. You know, um, and now you know, it's... I'm gonna have to buy them again probably because. It's gonna happen, and it's well, okay. thirty deep. Yeah, it could be hundred. <sighs> Man, it's worth it. And you know what's funny? funny? I I saw my friend the other day, um, and she. It's not funny actually. She had her house raided, um, by That's police funny. because. Yeah, why would you say she, not funny? Uh, uh, well, it's quite funny actually. She had four friends over, and they um were playing music loud, and someone called the police. Oh my god! Oh, they raided her Blu-ray. So they raided. So raided her house. <laughs> 15 police officers oh and now and now we're sat here it's making it worse talking, no we're talking, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get a couple more <laughs> they all had a great time <laughs> yeah, well, imagine us imagine all four of us sat on my sofa and 15 police officers <laughs> we're in. just watching a film we're just watching, we're just just watching, watching prisoners 12 monkeys <laughs> nick just bought the blu-ray we're watching the audio commentary sorry god we're just spot checking for digital grain god <laughs> damn it <laughs> Um. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. I right, think. Come on, yeah, Matt. Matt right. First impressions. And yeah, why? Why did pack, you pick Matt. it? I I picked it because it's something I've always wanted to watch. I've I've maybe watched 10, 15 minutes of it over over a decade ago, probably fifteen years ago when I was very young, and it just completely. I just didn't. I just turned it off. It was too m- much. Didn't follow it. Didn't know what was going on. And I've always wanted to revisit it because it's like culty, culty classic, big names, Monty Python as well. So I thought it was like an interesting pick. Yeah. And and yeah, it's like the same kind of notes. Like there were there were moments in it. The ambition was amazing. The the world was great. I love the the ragtag future stuff, but it yeah, just disjointed <laughs> for me. <laughs> and and yeah, the lack of chemistry was a big thing as well, and the acting in 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 kind of in general, mainly from from Brucey, was a problem yeah. for me. Oh, mate! But you know, some people consider this like his best. Oh, well, it's kind yeah, of yeah. A lot of people do. 
but it makes you think what's... Which is st- it's stupid. Like, I, it's, yeah. He's so wooden wow. in a lot of it, like especially in those emotional performances in the car. It's literally mm. like he's reading a script and he's like, that's all he does. Mm. It's like, I mean, yeah. I kind of felt like this was Mark Wahlberg in The Happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this, but this, oh, this is Bruce Willis doing the same. It's the action just guy, kind of re- just yeah, just reaching out of his comfort confused. zone. Yeah, yeah, just confused all the time. But everybody, just about- give me a goddamn minute. <laughs> <laughs> the bees. <laughs> there's some, there's some really interesting behind the um, scenes stuff with with Bruce on on him and the uh, him and Terry. <laughs> and you see. He seems like a bit of a handful. Nick, I don't know if you care oh, to mate. comment. Yeah. Yeah. Just um I mean I mean the things that spring to mind is during the table read where he's he's basically questioning like, how much do we want the people to understand when they walk out of the cinema? And he's like smoking at the same yeah. time. It's like, it's like rewrite producers. material like that he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he calls it we like they're yeah, they're like, you know, really working on the character. Yeah. On set. And and they're in the in the editing suite and he's like flicking over like oh, the reels and going, so what are you editing this on? What? <laughs> what are you How using? Is he for letting it? the building. Surely his pass runs out by then. Um oh, Jesus. Last bit of Brucey, because we're on him. And there's there's one bit in the behind the scenes where do you know when the boot opens and she kicks um kicks him away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and he goes there like Yes, that's and, such a good bit. <laughs> And she kicks him. He's like, he's he's not happy with it. He says, "I'm not happy with this." She could kick me eight, nine times, and I wouldn't move. Like, like that's, <laughs> that's so good. It's like she needs a weapon. She's not going to be able to do anything. Ashley, I'm with him. Yeah, too fair. I'm. Also I am with him. With him. Yeah, yeah. yeah to the side, past guard. <laughs> she's lying. She's lying in the boot of a car. What leverage has she got from yeah, there? True. Just to flick her leg out. Neon belly. Um, I mean, to be fair, if we're on Bruce, um, I actually, I found an article on The Ringer. I don't know if anyone's heard that before, but it's the complete, uh, it's the complete history of, wait, why is it not showing me the title now? It's the complete history of 12 Monkeys. What what do you mean history? What do you mean? There's a huge, like it's a huge... No, it's a huge article detailing like every stage of of, uh, of the film, and there's a bit on on Bruce Willis, uh, and supposedly are we saying Gillian then Gilliam yeah, Gilliam Gilliam decided to go with Willis uh, because of the first scene of Die Hard, where he's uh, physically and emotionally exhausted picking up glass from his feet. I don't know if anyone remembers that like scene. I don't. But anyway, supposedly I've not seen he made he, he I, I don't think I've seen the first one. Supposedly he uh, made Willis agree to three conditions: no smirking, no steely-eyed staring at the camera, and no entourage on set. <laughs> and he's quoted he's quoted set <laughs> quoted that he believes it ended up being a career best performance for Willis. Because of that, 
I'm like, I wonder just why just imagine his entourage no entourage. Yeah, just imagine those people. <laughs> oh, um, say? Has anyone seen any of the director's past work before? The writer was actually Blade Runner, wasn't he? Um, the people's... Was he? Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Uh, oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, Chris... Uh, David Webb Peoples. Do you reckon the, the, the shot of the owl was a Blade Runner reference? Maybe, actually. He just kind of... The writer likes to trickle in all his... All his work. Maybe. Like, I, I thought of that at the time. Like, there's that shot of the... Um, the owl in, in the mm. department store. And I was like, oh. Uh, and close um, up of the eye as well, isn't that a thing? In Blade Runner 2? Yeah. The original? Yeah. 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 I'm ashamed to say I didn't I didn't realise that he was Monty Python. Mm. So, uh, so when you said that, I was quite surprised actually. He what was it? Was he was part of the troupe as well as Directing, is that says. right? Yeah. That's what it says here. But I don't think... Which he... of the movies did he direct? Well, well? I don't think he did. Because <clears throat> it says he... Didn't? Directed Didn't he do... Time Bandits, Brazil, Adventures of Baron, Munchausen, The Fisher King, Twelve Monkeys, Fear and Loathing, Brothers Grimm, Tideland, etc., etc. I thought he directed The Holy Grail. Oh. Did he? Or is, is that what the movie's called? Yeah. Holy yeah. Grail. That is Holy Grail. See, I, I love... Life of um, Brian. I love all those films. I grew up with Monty Python a lot, and I didn't didn't realize he was involved. Can't, knowing that makes sense a little bit when you see the the way the technology is depicted. Mm. It's looked at it from a very let's make something quirky and yeah, um, it's silly, bizarre, like those those Monty Python machines and drawings and stuff like that. You can kind of see some parallels there whereas other science fiction directors would have gone yeah. for like machines where you could very clearly see kind of their purpose or their 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 function and here it's all right. very it's Aesthetic. led by the design rather than the um the purpose maybe. it's like polystyrene stuck onto pieces of pipe and yeah. just random yeah. bits i he yeah. did he did do the holy grail you're right um in 75 so i i've seen I've seen a couple of this guy's movies, but spread like almost evenly over his long, long career. So I've seen obviously Holy Grail. Then I saw I've seen Time Bandits as a as a kid. I've got a very vague, strange, oh. nostalgic memory. Of I Time looked Bandits. at the synopsis of that today. Like, what the hell is this? Has anyone seen Time Bandits? No, no, dude, that is like stuff from my childhood nightmares. There's like deformed. I'm throwing that on for Halloween. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I really Sounds want to good. watch it again. I think <laughs> it'll be uh, an epiphany when I see the visuals again. And then I did yeah. see Zero Theorem at the at the London Film Festival in 2013, which is similar aesthetic to this. Mm. It's like... Uh, oh, this past time I not film school. <laughs> it, it wasn't actually. I, it went directly after. It wasn't even on the influence of film school, but just went to a film Voluntarily. Festival. <laughs> um... No, it's, I'm just jealous. Similar, I, would have, I would have liked to have gone to. <laughs> similar aesthetic to this. Mm. And, a, and a manic well, energy as well. Lots of visual gags. A real manic energy. And like a lot, lot of wide angles and, and duches, as yeah. Luke said earlier. Yeah. What about Fear and Loathing? Mm. That's Vegas. Yeah. What did, did he? Oh, shit. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Wasn't that? 
Yeah, I've not seen that, but he did. He did that. See, that's a movie I would like to revisit again mm. because I used to watch it a lot with my dad, and we used to laugh quite heartily to it. And now I'd like to see if, like, how it, um, sure how it aged. How it fares. Seeing that of a different angle. I'd like to revisit that. Did did the tone? Someone said earlier about the like the humor and him straying away from the straight sci-fi. There were moments where I wish that it was it was more of a straight sci-fi and less of a a, a a manic there was manic silliness to it. Yeah. It detracted from it for me a bit. Like there's a the major moment at the end when the guy we can talk about the end and more, but you know when the guy with the ponytail goes through the um the metal detector and he's almost like um home free and then the beeper goes and he turns around and the guy's holding up a pair of underpants it, it's like building the tension of all this scene and for me they just like poked a pin in it by like haha look it's your underpants uh, so undermined it yeah they they really undermined it and i felt so, that happened a lot i didn't i got that it was a bit manic but i never got the fact that it was comic really mm. like nothing made me like laugh or anything not the monkey so, no, I'd oh, say it didn't. Going down with the roast beef sandwich. It was that's, that's <laughs> so Monty Python. It was really weird because obviously Monty Python is just an unabashed like montage of all of those kinds of moments, and mm. as a collective, they seem appropriate together. Yeah. But I wasn't ready for that. I was ready for serious sci-fi. Yeah, and same. I was I was trying to burrow my way into the plot and kind of be with it, but the ideas were so big that I just very, on a very surface level connected with it. And so the jokes completely missed me, mm. but it, I did find it like strangely manic and I didn't know it was meant to be a comedy at all. I think if I went into this knowing he was part of the troupe, then I would be more prepared to like receive it. But yeah, missed me. Yeah. But then there wasn't that many funny moments really, was there? There was like a few I didn't little see gags. Um, the, the scientists, the monkey, I mean, yeah. That was, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, Brad Pitt's performance is there's mm-hmm. comedy in that, but not yeah. like Monty Python comedy. Yeah. No, not Oscar really? nominated performance, that is. Is it actually? Well, for yeah. Brad Pitt, yeah. He's his, his first Best supporting actor. First nomination. Wow. He's in it for like five minutes, isn't he? He crops, yeah. he crops up with his... God, mate, oh, he's back. he spent some time in some mental houses for this. He hired a coach. Because it, it was his, the documentary reveals that at the time, just before shooting, mm. Interview with a Vampire come out, and there was one more, weren't there, Nick? And and in that time, he become like a sensation heartthrob, just in time for 12 Monkeys. So for the heartthrob picks to come out with a bit of good acting, and then this kind of really crazy role that i guess diverges it's probably their justification was this the same for willis as well i think he, mm. he was supposed to be getting away from his typecast hard guy yeah and this was this was him showing his range what i'm playing another hard guy i'm playing uh <laughs> just a confused hard guy <laughs> yeah but i'm saying Listen, with you, Bruce, man, i wish <laughs> we're, we're, we're hiring you because um I know you're trying to get away from the whole tough guy thing, but the reason we're hiring you is because you've got a tough mind. Because <laughs> is what they basically yeah. say verbatim, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there's below the layers. There's more to you. Yeah. And then he comes but on set and goes, "She wouldn't kick me if she kicked me nine times." I'm sorry, I'm not having it. 
<laughs> um, in the scene that you're in, Matt, with the cages, yeah, uh, and in all that world, I thought like, I, I appreciated that a lot. I thought it was really cool. And when he's, um, would he's he volunteered involuntary by um, mm. whoever the government are? I really followed that. I found that really interesting. And when he's um, put his, he puts his comically large um, hazmat suit on mm. and bits like that. I was like, ah, oh, this seems to be quite interesting. And I even kind of got, when it led into um, the like kind of mental health thing, I kind of got like Shutter Island vibes. Yeah. Way, but I was like, oh, cool. This is maybe like a Shutter Island kind of thing. Yeah. And that's where I got lost with it was in there. I, for a lot of it, I was like, well, is he actually mental then? Is it like, are they going to turn around and spin it and say he's actually mental? Because the same, like, it didn't they other, play with other, that. Other than when he, he goes to like World War One, right? They never show him actually going back in time in some sort of like time machine. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just him. He has this conversation with these weirdos uh whilst he's sat on that chair and then all of a sudden he's in modern times where he's confused again yeah. about what he's really there to do yeah i think in the in the bts that's something that terry really wanted to try and it, he wanted to make you think that it was maybe in his mind but maybe not but it's interesting because i didn't get i did i didn't never think it was in his mind because from the beginning i always thought of it as like a straight time travel sci-fi i only questioned his yeah. his sanity i questioned his sanity in that the effect that the time travel has on him and and his perception of it but i was meaning that he was confused what was real but as in the audience i w- i thought okay it's real but he's just confused and he can't handle the time travel so it's interesting yeah. we have you that was terry's intention jack what you've what you felt i think Oh, fuck you, Terry. <laughs> nice try, Tommy. Boy. Yes. Nice try, Terry. 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 <clears throat> but I, I think I, I, with like the whole voluntary side of things, like he, he's volunteered, right? Mm. And there's a number of people in these cages. I'd have liked to have understood that a bit more, I think. To understand yeah. like, what are they, are they prisoners? I didn't, I yeah. didn't, he has a barcode in his head, right? So yeah, they're, they're prisoners and, they're forced to do whatever to, well, they need. I would to agree do. with that, hundred percent. Wanting to to understand the world a little bit more, mm. um, where they're coming from. Mm. Um, at the moment, it just seems so, yeah. like the prison is the whole civilization that's been saved. Exactly. Like what they fight for. With, with this kind of movie, you would expect that you know you get more pieces along the way mm-hmm. as to kind of what led the world to be there, but that's not the case at all really mm. you you're led on the other you know you find out what happened with uh well the 12 monkey cult which for me was not the compelling part really yeah um especially as soon as they found out that they're like eco eco warriors i'm like kind of lame i don't yeah. know like you know <laughs> that's not so yeah. cool like it, it, even you want, like you... green <laughs> even if they were being set, set up to have made although it's like a red herring but even when they were being set up to release the virus you were just turn, turned yeah. off the idea of them being like eco guys yeah yeah, yeah. 
It just, it's the same with, with his with his character himself. I didn't really like. I didn't really understand on the basis of why they kept kept picking him mm-hmm. to do this job. Mm. You know, the first well, time a he's theory like, on that. Okay, so, you know, and this is why I didn't like because he did like a, a a good job when he first goes, I guess, to the surface and collects some sort of data, right? Mm. Uh, but it's not like he 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 gets over any hurdle to do that. It's like there's nothing up there. Yeah, that's he just the does. Thing. He just collects data, and the next time they're like, "Well, you know, you're good at this, so you've got to go, and we're going to send you back in time." Yeah, it's like it's like quick oh, fix it, stuff. Like yeah. in the script, you just have to add the line "good job." It's not like you have to create a hurdle for him to get over and really impress something. Yeah, it doesn't really. It's make not sense like yeah. special. Maybe maybe twenty years ago he was. Um, an investigator, you know, some some shitty backstory like that. At least it would have given him, yeah, uh, a bit more uh, a rogue a rogue special, cop imprisoned for special uh, abilities. So yeah. a guy come a crime he didn't commit. Yeah, right. you were the best there was. Yeah. Dealing with an estranged daughter and a whiskey addiction. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you pick up the gun and the badge again? Hey, no, I can't do it. That last case really killed me. <laughs> Hey, get the gum off of your shoe. <laughs> um, what's the theory then, Nick? <laughs> no, the th- well, one Dumb of the theory or something that I, I read online, which I do not subscribe to, is that the the scientists are basically just making sure that he fulfills the things that he was meant to be fulfilling as history took its normal place. So they're 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 they send him to these places to ensure that he talks um that he like uh, runs into the the um Catherine and uh, you know so that that they're actually behind the releasing of the virus so the scientists are the evil oh. guys but if it's already happened <laughs> why does he why does he have to do it again that's well good <laughs> sorry <laughs> if it's if it's in the sorry, past Luke. then it's already happened why does he have to go and do it again so well, that's, because that's how if, time if the, way, the way the works. past happened, what know, the way the past you, happened got, was that well, someone was know. sent back. Yeah, yeah. It, it already uh, happened. It's it, already uh, happened, so you got to do it. It was I like your do. your great grandson has to go back and then make sure that you're born. But it's always happened because you were yeah. born, so he has to go back to do that. Exactly. So no, to no, fair, there's no free choice in that. Oh, there's um, yeah. there's another. <laughs> No, There's another nice. quote that I've got actually from this article, which now actually Nick, you've kind of justified it a little bit for me because I was going to go. I don't know if that's. His well, I like I like that really. actually, because uh, I was I was going to mention this and be like, well, this guy's obviously a fucking idiot. <laughs> but it says it says about um, the premise of the movies that you can't change the past, you can't undo it. It is, it is what it is. Yeah. I know. The first time I read that, I was like, "Well, what's the fucking point?" Then? Yeah, don't make it then. Well, so I was like, "Well, <laughs> you can't change anything. Don't make it." Because you, yeah, I was like, "Well, if you if you can't, it doesn't save the day in the end." So what's it's like me coming back to do this podcast? <laughs> what's the it's, point? Th- this is Tenet, right? Isn't it? It's it's the it's already happened. It is. Yeah. But I like I like this theory. <laughs> I know I, I'm in with this theory that the scientists are they're actually. Uh, they, Bad they guys. were behind it. Yeah, yeah, they were behind it. But then, obviously, it's it's not because that that weirdo. 
Mm. Where he goes to the girls' thing, right? He goes to her little well, lecture. That would be part of it. That that all those things need to happen for because the scientists they didn't have the means to release the virus or anything. I don't know. So they needed to make sure that all these steps are met along the way, so that yeah. in the end to the, the guy can the release the virus. Yeah, the most obvious evil guy. <laughs> The first time we saw him, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, this guy's super creepy. He's twirling his mustache. He's obviously yeah. the bad guy. He's got his red ponytail. <laughs> red ponytail. He's you can't so get more. Out of place. A man oh. with a red ponytail. Oh, what is, he freak. is he significant? <laughs> Wait, did he have a so ponytail at the start? Uh, I thought I he had know. short hair. I thought he. When was the first time we years. saw him? But it's the just book that when he goes the book signing. Yeah, and he barges past everyone. Oh, I don't know. Because he's obsessed. But I hate how he and Brad Pitt got a ponytail at the same time, so that they made the transition smooth of who the bad guy yeah. is. It's like mm. it will sink in better if they both have ponytails. So you just <laughs> look at that one. Then I'll quickly ponytail. Fine. We're on this guy now. How many different hair looks does Brad Pitt have in this? Oh mate, that's, that's he gets through him, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm looking forward to an interview with a vampire. It's like a magazine shoot. Yeah, it's like that. It was yeah. all for like PR. Yeah, he's got his beret. He's got his revolutionary right, shoot. Nice this? suit. Yeah. Yeah. I love the the back to World War One thing. Was just someone yeah. wanting to direct a World War One scene. Surely <laughs> that was so fleeting, <laughs> yeah. and it was yeah. so like inconsequential. Really involved. Plot. It was just. <laughs> That, that, Someone really wanted to do a set piece. The, the beat, and then the guy with the camera shows up, and you're like, "Okay, yeah, okay, this is going to play a role later on." Yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> in the middle of a battlefield, somebody like with a huge ass why, camera. Why like, are they doing that? Okay, yeah, that's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna, that's gonna come back later. It's like, it couldn't be worse. It was like mustard gas, and someone took a photo while Bruce Willis was there. <laughs> shot, shot. That was the beat. I, Go on. I got nothing. I, I did, <laughs> oh, I did like, oh, you know, like how long the um, the, the the reoccurring dream. Mm. Um, I liked how that dream adapted to the things that he was knowing, and I wish they would have done more with that. Mm -hmm. Like you know that that all of a sudden he gets to know Brad Pitt's character. And now he imagines that Brad Pitt was that character yep. in like the 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 bad guy. I really like that kind of concept and i wish they would have done a little bit more with mm. with something like that i did i did like that but that, then i always thought that that was kind of it, it could be interpreted as a, as a cheat of mm. what the truth actually is is because you know if there's like a, a dream and you never see the faces and it's hidden well but yeah. you do get clues and at the end you're like oh yeah it was but i think mm. with the faces changing it's like oh they could tell us anything and we we have no choice but to believe but to believe it I've never seen that before, like a developing memory um, as, mm. as it goes along. So that was quite interesting. It would have gone with the him potentially being insane and not mm. understanding what's reality anymore because they kind of, that's another thing they kind of get into then, that he doesn't understand which world is the real world anymore. I wasn't convinced of him. him but with this, that. You know, no, with, not at all. But with like this, they, he's they like early so on. stuff in it. Mm. Wait, sorry. Very early on, is it, is it the first time he goes back? He's instantly in the mental home. Yeah. When he's yeah, and I just well, uh, he beat beats up cop. cops or something like yeah. that. And oh, then that's he it. Gets yeah, yeah, that's it. In. 
And then they, and then because he's talking about the future or whatever, he's thrown into the. And even then, I was just like, "What?" <laughs> but then I... she turns up, and you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "I give it yeah. 20, more, twenty more minutes. Okay. I'll watch this <laughs> black tights. Just have to get it." I, in I did like that scene when we go to the prison for the first time, and the people behind the bars are like the most insane people ever they're like one guy's like got vomit all over him the other's like just yelling yeah. and then this like obviously the woman in the short skirt comes yeah. walking yeah there's oh, like yeah, there's yeah. like three hookers and they whistle at bruce willis as he goes past <laughs> yes yeah exactly that's, that's, in, his, that's in his compounds ladies yeah that's in his contract i think the problem yeah. is is this the, the, the o- be ogled at least once <laughs> as, as we were saying before the opening was so intriguing in terms of what you'd expect from a straight sci-fi like the whole prison scene behind Matt is just mm. like classic sort of you know great set design looks like a completely other world you want to spend the whole film there yeah. and then what you get is everything just normal everything you Earth. didn't want yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's like got to be budgetary it's like so, it should have almost been nearly the other way around yeah and yeah. I think it's just such a tease because it, it would be better if you started in the mental institution and didn't start in this in this other thing which sets your expectations up for something much yeah. more fantastic. Yeah. And you go back and you just spend the whole film in normality and it's all about instead of the the aesthetic of a sci-fi, you get the plot of a time travel movie. Yeah. And I didn't and there's there's a certain funny thing that happens with time travel movies where unless you're able the thing is, unless you're able to change the forward moving plot the time travel becomes a little bit pointless i know there's the whole thing of the paradox where if if it happened then it always had to have happened the same but i think that's a problem for like movie plots in general because it becomes quite redundant at the end once you know that everything was always gonna be Mm. it's i think it's a tricky one to 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 make profound like too profound yeah am i the only person who's seen back Mm. to the future here yeah, I haven't seen it. No, I've seen it. Do you say haven't or have seen it? Haven't. Who's seen it? I've seen it. You've seen it? Like, once. Right. That See, that, for me... They all is, blend yeah. into... into you go back to change me, but things, I've seen no? them. Yeah. My, that, for that, for me, that's the, my favourite time travel movie because he mm. can actually change things and that becomes right. really it is, interesting. It is a very satisfying thing when you then later see the things in, in the like the present different as to what you you know like you've changed the past with you yeah yeah exactly yeah. obviously in this movie you don't get that mm. um question on the like time a, travel sorry, sorry. Uh, question on the time travel how can he maybe i'm not understanding that correctly or anything but how can bruce willis travel back in time when he got shot and died in the airport no, the young boy himself grows up to to get in prison to go back and do it. So there's always two of them in that in yeah, that time frame. Yeah. He he's, he always goes back, and there's two of them. There. Yeah, he's the boy because the Bruce Willis we see has a memory or a dream or something where he saw someone die, but he's, it was him witnessing his own death when he grows up. So that so that's the loop. The, the young Bruce Willis is going to grow. Oh, wait, up. as soon as he. That is so his own. Oh, it's his own. Yeah, of course. His own yeah, time yeah. loop. He's, he's within his own eight. paradox, right? 
the world's going to go to shit yeah, and yeah. he's going to go, gonna go through all the, that. Right. Yeah. But the why is there two? <laughs> problem is that does contradict it. And I mean, it is kind of stupid to, to argue about time travel because a lot of smarter people than us have done it a billion, no, billion the, times. But Christopher Nolan. if he goes back and uh, if he goes back to World War One, so you're saying that he's always gone back to World War One yeah, and then gone back because he had the bullet in his leg and the oh, bullet in his leg convinced the woman that he was real and that helped him get to the airport where he had to die. I think that the whole. Um, because even the first time he goes back, he's back in the wrong year. Yeah. Um, and then that that's the second time he's end up and ends up in World War One. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of comedy was, there where they're like, "This is going to be on the money," and then he ends up in World War One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're trying to supposedly make the point that it like in the future is supposed to be clunky and it hadn't quite fixed everything. Yeah, that's the thing. And it wasn't. It I wasn't think quite it's on, accurate. But it just. I uh, think it'd be on purpose. It'd be on purpose because if we subscribe to that theory, they couldn't tell him that he's going there to do X, Y, and Z. They'd have to be like, "Oh no, it was a mistake," and he just shows up there. They they couldn't tell him we're sending you to World War One, something like that. Yeah. So maybe the machines are accurate because later they send him, and they can they can obviously pick him up. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Not knowing How does that work? Not knowing that stuff is just like he, he's so he, annoying. He, like, not disappears to understand in the, that in the little puddle in the forest, doesn't he? Like Batman. That's the thing. He doesn't. He doesn't need to go somewhere to time travel. They could just pluck him out of any time and then put him in any time. It's just too. Yeah. It's too easy. It's too like Deus Ex mm. Machina. At the end of the day, they could just pull him back if everything if everything gets too real. Yeah, because it's a big no, like machine tension. Yeah, in in the present. So in the in the twenty thirties. Like the, the the behind me, there's that big machine that he has to go through, but then he's not in a machine when he lands or when he has to leave. So, what the hell's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the bit where uh, he's trying to figure out <laughs> when this when who says to him, he and eleven guys went out and da 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 da, and he goes, wait a minute, him and eleven guys. <laughs> That's Ocean's Twelve. No, I mean Twelve Monkeys. <laughs> Ocean's well, Twelve. There's a, there's a couple oh, moments just like that. Like, yeah. There's there's one bit where they where <clears throat> I think they're in that vegan cafe with the monkey sounds and <laughs> and um, he says like he says like um, one of the guys is like yeah and I don't know like he went and you know just. They formed some kind of army, and Bruce Willis like looks at Madeline Stowe's like the army of the twelve monkeys. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> it, it, it's so hard. Fuck it. It. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Like, who? I'm not that stupid. Like, don't think I'm that stupid. And it's really annoying because if you wanted to write a really convenient detective film where the clues just fall into his lap, that's what you do. But because of the nature of time travel and that, but he's being placed in a place where he can get clues at hand. It just seems so like, oh, of course, it's just the answers are there. He just has to be in the room and listen to a conversation yeah. and it's all there. The um, yeah. the performances are mental. <laughs> like the... So we talked about this when we, when we did The Fly and I think this is actually my main problem with the film. I think if it was more coherent, I would have been with it a little bit more. Mm. But because 
Like you saw, we were talking about in the fly when the, the arm wrestle. They would. Uh, uh, well, I mean, just like sound design, like the lack of sound design, uh, the lack of a button on the end of a scene, mm-hmm. the shape of a scene. I think screenwriting and, and filmmaking in general has developed so much over the last what 40, 50 years that now we have we have certain expectations, we have certain climactic points in a scene, mm-hmm. we have the turning of the tide, we just have structure everywhere to inform us, and not just in the writing, but in editing and in the build of shots, you go wide, close, and you sort of, you know, there's a, there's a way of doing things. But in this, the performances especially, just turn on a dime, and it's, it's just really, so disjointed. Really jarring. Like in the car when he's, so he's just kidnapped her. They've <laughs> slept a night, so she's settled in a bit. All right, she's in a straight jacket, but you know he's being, he's making small talk. Oh, yeah. It's nice, whatever. They're in the back of the on. car, and he goes, and and she's very sort of happy about she's, this at the moment. She's, she's blasé. Yeah, she's in it for the road. It's the best thing that's ever happened to her. It's road it's trip quickest time, case baby. of Stockholm Syndrome ever. Yeah. And then like, I've, I've, I can't remember all the dialogue, but there's one bit where he go, he mentioned he's been shot and she goes, shot! Like, <laughs> Can everyone stop getting she's, shot? She's suddenly, like his mum, like she's all concerned yeah. and she starts talking to him like a baby. It's so odd. It's just... That's that, really interesting. It's a, it's you said a bad that. example, but it's there's a lot of that. No, in the in the BTS in the uh, edit room, there was a lot of issues with those car scenes in terms of the big moment where she's supposed to turn, where they're driving in the car and he gets out to go on the phone, and she decides she almost slams the door, but then stays with him, and there was also problems with continuity of acting, as well. So that's funny. What do you mean there was problems? Like like, like, like as you said, like one one scene to another. People just seem to be in completely different places as they were in the scene before, uh, emotionally. But who did editing, they attribute edi- that to? Uh, I think editing between takes or no, no, in the scenes themselves and putting the scenes together themselves. It's like in one scene they'd say, "Well, this woman like hates his guts here," but but like the next scene or even or the scene later or something, she's just completely enamoured by him. And I mean, he didn't he didn't really kidnap acting. her yeah. with much. Either. That's your job as an actor. Yeah. It's not like he held her at gunpoint or anything. It was. Yeah. Pretty much like get in the car. Yeah. But she that's... drove. She drove, right? Yeah. Yeah, she just we... drives then. That's... To be fair, she did think he had a gun. Not nocturnal animals. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, I, I you know, I guess their relationship's supposed to develop, but I th- it was it was a bit rushed and it was just yeah. uh, every actor here was just completely erratic. I mean, Brad Pitt playing a mental patient was probably the most stable thing about it. <laughs> and he like yeah cheers the uh <laughs> i just thought that um and then jack's right i think it could be a case of you turn up on set as an actor and if the director's got this style about them they could ask for various different ways of playing it and then you could get completely fucked over in the edit someone mm. could make a complete schizo performance out of you because they're choosing take one from this shot and then take five from the other and just, comp- mm. I don't. So I don't know whether that was on set him asking for everything, and then they just pick completely conflicting takes. Yeah, Terry was or like, whether 
Yeah. Terry was like this whole film, he was getting a bit loopy and toward the, yeah. the shoot and he was like this whole project was completely getting away from him, wasn't yeah. it? He was like the scenes to me, it's like this is a film of details and tiny little moments that are just pieced together and I can't it was like he couldn't see the wood through the trees. It was mm. like I, there's no big turn acting scene where like it's things are just played out. It was just a film of details and it and it really like bugged him. I mean um, that comes through. Yeah. It's just too too ambitious, yeah. too big. Yeah. Um, he also yeah. had the feeling that because um, this is the first movie that he didn't write, that he and he was like hired as a director to make this. This wasn't like necessarily a passion project, passion project. Um, and I think he didn't feel like he had the complete control over the project mm. uh, either. And you kind of see that, like all the things that were complaining about here it sounds like you know there's a little bit of this i wanted more of that and you know it just feels like he wasn't he, um, maybe he was a bit unsure yeah what the movie was there, and there he was uh, uncertainty as you know even said that which is really yeah yeah he like gave an interview on set to like a reporter and he's like i don't know this is all like it's bizarre and like i'm not sure this is the hardest part and i'm like oh mate yeah. sell the movie yeah have some faith like he, he did he come off a horse and like almost died in the middle of shooting he come back on set was it that interview oh yeah that's right and, and he was yeah. like oh well if my horse riding is anything like my filmmaking skills then we're fucked <laughs> like more or less wow. like, <laughs> wait what was that wow. he nearly died on shoot no he between no. like on like a du- horseback yeah riding. horseback riding like a weekend off or something in the middle of the shoot um yeah he he come off and severely hurt himself a suicide attempt yeah and he he likened his horse riding (laughs) skills to his maybe if it was like his filmmaking skills then it won't be good at least he's got a sense of humor about it yeah just fucking i mean this film is supposed to be considered quite you know regarded quite highly i've always heard it and i've always seen yeah that's why that's why i put it on the list yeah and yeah it's got some sort of cult following and i i do see the trouble is, is I do see a film like this where it's over complex on purpose, gaining a following just because of its complexity. There is that certain element about it, but I do think people regard it as a, you know, an enjoyable thing, despite that. And I just don't, don't really get, mm. get it. Yeah, yeah. It's it would, it would almost have to me. be, it would have to be more mysterious and harder to understand, for me at least. To, right for it to fall into that category because the story itself true you get that story pretty much on the first I watch there's a lot of things where you can lose it, it. Mm. but it's like the but they were going for that 100 percent. they yeah. were like oh i hope this isn't too complex and stuff like yeah. that but it just doesn't hit that at it's all because if they're fortunately if they're trying to set up that he's a guy that's um it could be all in his head or not and then but the opening quote is someone saying that come back to the past and saying that the world's going to end and that's treated like when you put that at the beginning of a film it's like it, it's a bit cheeky to to kind of muck around with the reality of that if you know what i mean like that mm. is it's like a factual statement and then we see the time travel happen and then the guy in jail and he talks about the virus and we're like okay so the reality is time travel virus all that so you, you can't really pull the rug try and pull the rug under it and say it's all in his head because that's that's a bit cheaty <clears throat> Um, yeah. So they showed their hand a little bit Green. without without trying. When we were joking, I, um, about... sorry. No, go on. 
I mean, we're joking about giving him backstory, but he kind of needed one though. Mm. Because it was like, yeah. he was such yeah. a blank slate of a protagonist. Mm. He was just like, he, I mean, we, we saying that he he's come off diehard and wants to do something different. He's almost like more diehard than diehard because he's just this blank face, mm. like body that they send out with. Yeah. Not, I mean, he has these, this dream and that's it. It's not like he has a tumultuous past that he needs to, you know, yeah, kind of right in some way. Well, yeah. He fell into a well. No, wait, he hid in a barn. Wait, no, was that <laughs> him that hid in the barn? Yeah, I think so. Was it? Was it? Yeah, I think so. Because she then she asks him like, "How do you know?" Because he then says the kid's hiding in the barn. It was I, just Joe. I thought he said that he saw it on TV. Yeah, I thought he saw it on TV. I don't think it was him. Yeah, but that's that. It, it was he, still to come. I'm pretty sure it's suggested even, even that, that he, I thought that he was did a that. Bit of like, uh, well, I I didn't get that, but I thought that was just like yeah, a completely bit. doesn't matter. That's I, I, yeah. I, I thought it was a bit of a gimmick. Like there's just, not even a metaphor there. Yeah, it was just it was just to prove that he knows knows shit, the, knows the future, he knows yeah. the news quite well. Yeah, it was like a one two. It was kid, kid in barn and, and bullet in leg, and that was <laughs> and the photo. Yeah. <laughs> him naked reaching out to the uh, the yes. <laughs> <laughs> he could have called the lottery numbers or something yeah. from that week. <laughs> you know the so the first thing that we see in this movie is those opening titles mm. and that movie. Oh man! And I straight away thought like, oh shit, this movie's not what I thought it's going to be uh -huh. because you get that like. And same it, with that call, like with accordion, the accordion, music, the soundtrack. And then, um, and then, yeah, this is the worst like, soundtrack. This is I've not ever the heard. movie I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that accordion oh, done my head in. I did not oh, like that. Oh yeah, no, I think I that's like the only only song Bruce's that they theme. they had. Oh yeah, that, Bruce's theme. Is that what it's called? <laughs> oh, that's what I think. They, they that's what it was coined in the edit room. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like the violins at the end because this actually was, I think it was original piece. I mean, I mean I, um, not original, um, already existing, yeah. but the accordion, oh, it just, it just took away from the whole thing. It felt like it was like an, uh, it just know. didn't fit. Yeah, it was all. a funny scene in the behind the scenes where they talk about music and, you know, you'd think there's like a team like doing research and like bringing all these ideas to the table and it's this this dude with like glasses and a ponytail and he's got like eight cds and he's like just putting them in a cd player and it's like what about that <laughs> what about this piece <laughs> i mean that was the one thing that pointed to the comic tone of it but it was without yeah. the jokes <laughs> yeah. yeah they put in the music for it and then just didn't Deliver on the well, actual. Do you know what they, I think? Um, the, music, the, Simps the Simpsons have actually they used it for an episode, uh, the soundtrack. Quite really. What? Oh, so it's like. Monkeys? Oh, taking the mic. Yeah, they used it as yeah. a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it, it, Horror, it, probably. it's funny because it, it fits in with the um, with the Simpsons because I think <laughs> it's I, I watched it and it's Bart like telling the story of this like crazy guy. With an axe or something. It's not what is it? Treehouse horrors. Go on. Yeah, let's it's get into that. that episode. Yes, <laughs> but it fits in really well with that. But in this, it just it it stood out so yeah. much. I got a sinking feeling that the accordion was a nod to the source material of you know, the oh yeah the the French film. Le, le, 
Shitty. <laughs> it's a it's a film compromised entirely of photographs, and it's like, have you seen it? It's oh, a, I haven't yeah. seen the film. I haven't seen. Have you seen the film? I watched like I, I tried. I, I don't know if I could. <laughs> it's hard to watch. I, yeah, like, it's. I've tried. It's voiceover in French, and it's just um, oh, stills. Yeah. And um, it's just, I try. I, I watched like ten minutes of it, and I was like, yeah, no, I, I cannot. It's the story of was it post-apocalyptic, and the and a guy has dreams about his own death, and he eventually dies at the end and fulfills it. So that element of the film they kept like the end in the image actually some of the visuals of the um like underground lab or whatever that was were quite cool in that mm. and you could That's see similar. that they kind of like tr- they got some inspiration mm. from that but i preferred it the way it was in the in the stills oh really because it's like black and white and they had these bizarre glasses which were cool and you could see that they because they all the scientists they all have those like these strange glasses mm. and magnifying glasses on they definitely got some inspiration there but i preferred it in the in the source material yeah yeah um there's there's one th- what about the, uh, the 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 big the big ball the scientists use yeah anybody understand that really <laughs> what was the point of it was that one i didn't the little tv I mean, thing it shook a lot <laughs> <laughs> behind the scenes he literally like he had a <laughs> public meltdown because yeah. the thing is super heavy and it's on this long arm like our microphones and every time they'd move it like it would just go like and he'd, <laughs> he'd be like shit yeah cut <laughs> <laughs> and then the producers gone down and just gave the four guys that rigged it like a slate in not to not to them but like a slate in the room and going this looks fucking terrible <laughs> how shit it yeah. looks and it needs to stop moving I just imagine some it. guy with a big long boom around the corner <laughs> it was like a techno crane kind of thing it's a big mm. big setup I got, That's, um, I've got Matrix vibes all those, on this sorry just quick behind definitely the, yeah Matrix was when 90, like, 97, 98 after yeah yeah Two years, two a couple of years after. But not far after, yeah. right? That's what Matt's what was crazy about this. Mm. Like stuff like Fight Club and things were made in this year, and it's like, mm. what? Well, how that... how is this measuring up to? Yeah. Even just the coherence of Flight Fight Club having a fairly modern pace and edit and just mm. like making sense, people yeah. speaking to each other and then having them react in a fairly naturalistic way and understanding what's happening i was like yeah. what the fuck like how is this from the 90s yeah. although i'm convinced that um that um sorry that brad pitt getting the role of tyler durden was helped by this role mm. there's like moments where it's like yeah, i bet you're right exactly tyler well, we durden. found a use yeah he talks about like the <laughs> consumerism and capitalism and he starts a cult that i wanna yeah i reckon the studios watch that and be like yeah He's good. Yeah, that's true. I got a um, got a Michel Gondry vibe from like all those apparatuses. I'll explain it to just for the audience. Like in case <laughs> Michel Gondry, oui, the, oui. he's the guy that made <laughs> "Be Kind, Rewind." Oh, okay. And ah, "Eternal I Sunshine like of the Spotless oh, Mind." Yeah, I like those. Sounded pretentious, but then it was "Be Kind, Rewind." I love it. Um, you know, like there's there's machines in those movies. Um, that are like, like ragtaggy. They're obviously they would never work mm. 
they're just there for the way they look mm-hmm. yeah and i got a lot of that ball reminded me of something like that yeah and actually everything in that world really. just it just doesn't look functional in yeah. any way practical or functional like or stable or yeah. reusable or <laughs> like that condom suit yeah they're like if you, if 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 it tears then you're gonna have to like you're not we're not gonna let you back in yeah. and like <laughs> it's the thinnest flimsiest fabric ever like and he falls with it and be like well this is like you know, is this a way of getting rid of people? Yeah. <laughs> we'll send you on expedition. But he on wanted primary to, school show. He wanted it to look like a condom. He mm-hmm. he was like, as, as the shoot went on, as of age. Yeah, as the shoot went on, I was thinking about more, thinking more and more about condoms naturally. <laughs> is it something like that? Because <laughs> because everyone's all in these yeah. protective things, and it's all about safety and I guess bubbles. He's the boy in the bubble, protecting from viruses. Yeah, with, yeah. with AIDS being such a big thing at the time, and condoms. Yeah, well, I'm a bit glad that the guy was, you know, not as confident in his own work as, as I was imagining, because I didn't get anything from it. And yeah. I, I don't like when I watch a classic and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't understand that, and yeah. everyone else is like, it's amazing. What do you mean? <laughs> You're crazy. So at least, yeah, at least uh, Christ. At least Matt didn't like it. <laughs> so, so if yeah, that w- that would have been the killer. If Matt... <laughs> yeah. oh, I love that. This was Matt's one song. of Matt's favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about walking after this. Yeah. So, Luke, where did you? So, Jack, you said you you kind of dropped off at the mental home. Luke, where did you drop off? <laughs> yeah, I bet he did. <laughs> um jack, was I dropped, mean, jack dropped off at the middle again the opening was like <laughs> so solid it was like the prison yep. great um he goes on out on his little solo mission and to be honest i was getting empire strikes back vibes like the music mm-hmm. sounded like a ripoff of john williams um <laughs> he goes above surface and it's all snowy but then their reasoning mm. and he has this little mission i like that it's like you know a little s- sort of just uh long Big wide shots of them just traipsing across ambiguous landscapes. Perfectly placed lion. That's yeah, what I like building. that kind of shit. <laughs> Can't and that just shit climbing around and yeah. walking into warehouses and shit. That's cool. And then from there, it Pigeons. left. And then as soon as it went to you know pre- present day or the past, it was it kind of lost me. Yeah. And as soon as I got the just the really accelerated love story, oh, similar yeah, to, to the, actually yeah. the fly. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit yeah um, but just the yeah. it just shows you what performances can do and i even thought brad pitt it was just a bit overcooked it was like i don't know at this time how many performances i mean it was 95 so it's not too early it's it seemed like a classic mental institution performance like mm-hmm. just nothing not really anything original about it just skittish miscellaneous yeah. performance no layers um, and then I, from then when that scene was about 10 12 minutes long in the when they were just in the mental institution and it didn't really further anything and they were going day to day you'd see them go to bed and all that i was like so is this film going to take place here and then the rest of the film there was so much more of it that wasn't really anything to do with there so i thought i just it's just gone on every tangent and it's exhausted every tangent like mm-hmm. it hasn't just skipped into it for what it needed and moved on. So, mm. yeah, I got excited at the beginning and then it, it just kind of lost me from quite early. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. You should say like, take it. Is it going to take place here? Cause it, it just seemed like 
the movie that was just changing all the time, to- like tonally as well, mm. in in not a coherent way, and all the way down to the acting. It was just, I think that's probably the key word that we've all come up with is just disjointed. Yeah. To, and then, I mean, I did like when they were quite actively trying to use that, when they left the cinema and it felt like now they were like two completely different characters all of a sudden and it felt like we were almost watching a bit of a different movie yeah. when they were like in their wigs. There was a moment like, I don't know, like true romance kind of mm, yeah. vibe a little bit that I got. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Um, but then, you know. It was almost like via the Hitchcock. It. it was like they, they yeah. transitioned into the into the leading man and woman that would go off into the, into yeah. the sunset. I liked how, exactly. how the romance was going well and everything. But it wasn't until, like, he was like, yeah, I like you and everything. And yeah, it's, she's cool. And then as soon as they dressed up, he was like, oh, nah. Yes, yeah. blonde wig. It was the blonde hair. Oh, the blonde hair. <laughs> and I was like, hang on a minute. She's you like like the real her, surely. Like as soon as yeah. the wig came on, he was a bit too enthusiastic yeah. about that change. Yeah. What about the applying uh the most obvious space to to apply of his fake mustache glue? in the cinema while everybody's watching they're like literally dressing up to get away with murder <laughs> they're like putting on fake mustaches and people behind them are even like <laughs> squeezing the glue too loud I can't wait for that part of the cam copy where it's just the silhouettes of them dressing up in front of whatever movie it was. yeah exactly and also the stuff they say in that in the movie theory is so film school she's like what's the line what they say they go oh yeah isn't it funny just how how the film doesn't change, but every time you watch it, you've changed. Oh, it's okay, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's the okay, old, Terry. There's a that's few the, very douchey yeah. time travel lines. Just in, in case this film doesn't work out, he's going to go teach at the yeah. that's USC. The, that's the month of summers in extras, and there was also <laughs> yeah. there's also a Ripley bit. Just watch that at the piano when he was talking about a, a nice metaphor. But not really, because he just kind of said it. I literally just watched Month of Summer <laughs> five minutes before this podcast, and I've sent you a video of it, which you haven't seen oh, yet, sick. which is so oh, fucking weird. <laughs> the ending. Did anyone get a weather report? <laughs> no. What? No, mate. Nick, help. <sighs> the the a, li- oh. a little bit rose when... Um, when the music the music obviously and then it was the bit when she was looking around for the boy and y- y- yeah I did like young that young bruce willis and there was the eye contact between her and the young bruce mm. willis that was that was a moment mm. for me that was like probably the only closest emotional moment for me yeah there's one thing there's yeah. one thing i didn't get as well to do with that just the logistics of that whole ending so if because i thought the whole thing was set up so the guy so Bruce Willis was about to shoot the person with the virus, and if he shot him, he would save the day. But beforehand, when the guy was going through the the beepers, he took out the thing. Yeah, smel- the virus is yeah, out. Yeah, smell it. So the the whole virus is out. So it doesn't matter if he shoots him. I know. I think I can square that. I, I think the- Well, I suppose here's here's a point to it. Then, if had he saved the day. 
would in the future would there have been the scientists there to send him back? Actually, that's true because they're not trying to save the day. They're just trying to find out. They're trying to get hmm. a hold of it so they can get the cure. Because then they're trying then, to get a vaccine. vaccine. And then there's and there's two of him in, in AstraZeneca present day. Yeah. Did anyone catch on the plane? Yeah. The <laughs> the, the astrophysicist. Yeah. The one of the one of the scientists who sent um, uh, James Cole back was sitting on the plane, and he went, "What do you do?" And she went, "Insurance." Uh, oh yeah. And she shook yeah. his hand. So the theory is that oh, because because <laughs> James Cole led them all there. Now they've definitely got the virus strain because she goes to shake his hand and he looks at his hand like I've got the virus. But anyway, so she gets it. Mm. And and she's insurance against James Cole. If he couldn't mm. do his job, then he then she's gonna be able to finish oh, is that the job. Yeah. Mm. That was so funny about that. As as she went insurance with about ten winks to camera. <laughs> you rewound it. I, I was went, like, oh, this from my I went, <laughs> I was like, Yes, I know that was a wink. I know you <laughs> dropped something so important to the plot, and I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't Yeah, that's the worst, worst airport security award (laughs) in the world goes to that dude. Like there's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Ruin that. Thanks, Bin Laden. He's like shaking it and like just opening it. It's like, oh, mate, just like, where are you from? Like, (laughs) sniff this chemical. Like, well, if I can't see it, it's probably not there. So <laughs> then they I ask him directly, whiff. like, is was he a biochemist? Biochemist? Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, oh, what are you carrying? Some sort of some sort of like virus or something? And he makes him open the whole case. He's just like, well, you wouldn't mess with that guy's sh- stuff, would you? Shouldn't raise the alarm. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. Have some questions here. Oh, yeah. Blase. So I'm, I'm quite interested to see what good reviews of this movie say uh, i'm always quite intrigued when mm. you go back and watch I think a, film a lot of them will be they're, cla- they're considered cult classics like what what do they see in it i think they'll really be connected to the to the director like maybe if you mm. if you're really into the director and you've seen the other movies like brazil or whatever um maybe you can see things in there that you appreciate more if you know the context and are into the the general style, okay. And I guess I'd have to see Brazil before before answering this, but like I haven't seen Brazil. I don't know. No, I know, but like if if you're saying that, like someone who's watched mm. that, what what in that has he recreated here? Because it's... I can't see anything of necessary, you know, worth or enjoyment really, oh, and it's not very. It's not very well executed, and he's done. He's done movies. He's done. I've. I mean, very vaguely seen Time Bandits, but like he seems to like the, uh, like absurd imagery and mm, mm. plot. But he's just, yeah. As a movie, I don't understand I th- how it's got such cult classic regard. I think it's really the actors here that kind of almost dropped the ball. Like even if it's like absurd stuff and, um. Bruce Willis is just not the person to do any of that. He's so mm. straight. Like, you know, if you think about like 
Fear and Loathing Las Vegas, those, you know, Johnny Depp and Benicio del Toro, they can really portray some bizarre characters that give that movie the the look. So mm. maybe if you're but Bruce Willis and Madeline Stowe just to be fair, how how many films had Bruce done by that point that were a huge shit success? Ton. Is it was it still a lot by then? Because even even for us yeah. now, like he, even since he then, was he's the done reason, a fuckload, right? Mm. So even he, even now, it's like he's pretty much done the same film ten times over yeah. since yeah. since that film. So I wanted yeah, if it was, was a surprise for everyone to be like, oh wow, Bruce Willis can actually do something a little bit different. Mm. Matt, did they get into that in the documentary? I I know that they said that the movie basically only got finance because bruce willis got attached to the project yeah. like they that that was like box office guarantee but did he want to like break away from his the, the roles that he always did or what was the did they get into that i think they did the thing i remember about that was just that they wanted he, he got them cheap he could get them cheaply because they wanted to be in a in a guinea i got another, I got another quote for you if oh. you want to hear this yeah one reason why he wanted to do 12 monkeys was to show he was a real actor a guy who mm. was vulnerable a man who's lost not it not the man in charge of the whole thing yeah, yeah. i can see that i can see that from the script yeah. I see him reading but the just script. just do your again. action movies mate yeah yeah i can i can portray vulnerability in this yeah. I, I, there's on Rotten Tomatoes the gen, the critical consensus is the plot's I've got the a bit same of, page up the plot's a bit of a jumble but <laughs> excellent performances and mind blowing plot twists make Twelve Monkeys a kooky effective experience. Mind, mind blowing, mind blowing <laughs> for Extinction Rebellion to come in and and open the zoo up wasn't mind blowing. <laughs> Yeah. It was just a bit I'm like, so disappointed that they. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't like that. The, the, those animals. It was literally they were freeing yeah. animals. But they're not. Yeah, I hate that. Even in uh, their even in their world and their logic, it doesn't make sense because the animals are probably just no, shot and injured get, and <laughs> yeah. <by> cars. <laughs> also, I forgot that at the beginning they don't they make the, <laughs> that cab driver the animals a big part of why they're underground. Like we can't go up yeah. there. There's three yeah. bears in New York. <laughs> yeah, they, he goes up, and because of this, obviously budgetary reasons, they have the odd animal just dotted about, and they're like, like per- a fucking and they're bear. like perfectly clean and pruned. They're like clearly like act. It's yeah, an yeah, act yeah. A bear. Just like <laughs> it's just a two year old. It's the same. Yeah, elephant. it's the same line <laughs> from from the MGM. <laughs> it's one of those bears that can drive a little bicycle in Russian circuses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As if that's a threat. But yeah, Luke, you're right. They because they even say that in the um in the in the beginning in those titles, yeah, right? Yeah. Animals like the, to the top there. of the earth is now like taken over by the animals so I once again. I honestly thought there was gonna be like a bar full of penguins just just <laughs> cha- you know, just chatting shit. And then outside there was a gang of monkeys just outside like smoking. <laughs> I thought it was gonna I really didn't Know what to expect, but I thought the monk, the the animals, had some sort of control. Mm. And then when when he went up there, it was just like a lame safari. Yeah, yeah. You thought it'd be like I Am Legend, where it was like proper overgrown, and there was actually <laughs> yeah. cougars going around, and like you were watching your back. 
Yeah, just an overcast. Yeah, I got to rewatch oh, Avalanche. Much, much fur. We can transition to um. There's the Dutch angle, obviously, behind Jack there. There's all. Any how the cinematographer's doing with this film? <laughs> You're doing that. I have to. Uh, I, ain't much, I ain't got much to say. Sick, Nick. Overall. No, neither do <laughs> I. Right. Wide oh, angle close-ups. <laughs> Lots of movement. I haven't um, said a lot to Ed for the whole. Edit, hour, editing, anyone? Editing. I mean, editing. Any good? Anything to say? Any, nah, any not really. Just, just, just seeing in the behind the scenes the the process of editing Ugh. film yeah. was crazy. Like cutting and taping together, mm. and like, fuck! How do you even organize that? Like, mm. <laughs> there must be so many reels of film. Yeah. You like, mm, they got Bruce's. How do you lot even... of approval though? So that's the main yeah. thing. I mean, the, direct, the, the directing and the editing, I think, was the main douchebag. Could have been the main problem. <laughs> I, I bet you could have cobbled together some coherence out of that if you hadn't gone with conflicting performances, as long as you got them in the can. I'm sure yeah. Bruce Willis and what's her name? Uh, Madeline Stoll. They can give at least consistent performances. So just, yeah. I'd say the edit is probably where it went wrong. I, I reckon there's probably some form of more Hollywoodized edit in there of what they shot mm. but with him trying to make it so disjointed and quirky and indie yeah i don't think he, he didn't didn't want to give in too much to the so he, hollywood style of things yeah he had com um, complete creative control in the edit on this whereas in brazil oh, yeah. there was a big dispute about it they recut it to be hollywoody not like how he liked and he had to he made it public about their disagreement and had a big battle. And so when it come around again, part of his contract was full full control. So you're right. They're probably, if the studio yeah, but, we would do another one, then that probably might come out more coherent. I mean, it's, I don't see it as a Hollywood thing, though. Like, to make a film work and make it coherent doesn't mean it's like a sellout or mainstream. If you've got a performance that doesn't track... That's inherently a problem, whether it's indie or Hollywood. No, true. Like, yeah, having a Hollywood films aren't, don't usually have that problem because they're safe. So to to make this film a little safer might make it more coherent. If you know what I mean. Yeah, but safe safer in what sense? Like safer in understandable, like at least. Mm, yeah, well, but I understand the I understand the plot, but the emotional shape of it. Mm. You have you have performances where they're one mood. And then they just turn on a dime. And for me, it would have been watchable had the performance stayed true to character mm. motivation. If you have a, if you ha if a character has a proper motivation and the actor knows what that is, they're generally going to reproduce this, the, a similar performance because they feel a certain thing about this situation they're in. Mm. If they, if they're, if they're producing a completely conflicting performance from take to take, it means they don't really know what the character wants or is trying to do. Yeah. So that, that it wouldn't it wouldn't indicate to me that he needs to be more Hollywood. He just needs to know what his character wants, and that's yeah. quite a basic mm -hmm. thing in any like the most indie movie out there. They're only good because you not because they make sense visually or they make sense plot wise, but the characters are strong and you, and they're definable people yeah. with personalities and goals. Not that they're schizo, like that doesn't how are you going to track anything, even. Even men, even 
like mentally ill characters in films have to have some sort of direction. Mm. Coherency to them. I guess I guess really it comes down to the writing. Because yeah. he he'd he'd come in hired as a director, didn't he? Mm. Rather than writing himself and I guess understanding fully himself. He'd been hired to do it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Brazil was a big success and I guess so was this one in any measure in any yeah. measure really so it must it's uh, I think it's got this seems taste with the four of us yeah hate to say it boys it's mm, weird but do you remember in the um when we say that he he had complete creative control over that that was just that he didn't owe that like the studio couldn't step in and um be like right we want to you know, completely re-edit this, uh, reshoot, blah blah blah. But his producer on the project was very much yeah, pushing in like his certain directions. Yeah, being like, we need to make this more clear. Yeah, um, onset, offset. Like, so he wasn't like completely free. Yeah, I guess just yeah. had had the edit. I mean, you never are, right? Wanted, yeah. All you can have is final cut. Yeah. On your name, if you've got final cut, then you have the last say but you don't have all says i guess yeah but matt you you mentioned earlier that this was brought up in the behind the scenes this the erratic performances yeah so who was that brought up by the editor said the continuity of acting was an issue in this film and and so the The editor was basically battling with gillingham to what you say like a few uh, i think a few like a couple phone calls took place but they were quite positive but I don't know if we ever saw the conversation. We didn't see the conversations about the continuity. I think it was, it was flagged right, for sure. Right. It, yeah, it was more Gilliam's, uh, Gilliam's um, memory from what the shoot was, what they got on the day. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, this is going to be shit in the edit. So he, so that's I what I'm saying. He knew that it was yeah. inconsistent. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And that's, that's not because they talk on the phone and they talk about that. the reel from hell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. Would you say sorry? No one, no one goes. Well, no, 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 no. Director turns up on set and goes, "We want inconsistent performance." Like, oh yeah, he, yeah. Know, he knew, he knew. No, that. yeah, yeah. And that was his his insecurity about it being a film of tiny little details that he can't seem to piece together right. in a coherent way. Makes sense. Yeah, then it doesn't track, does it? Yeah, yeah. They also got into like the, you know, the ego of of Bruce Willis a little bit and trying like <laughs> and um, Terry Gilliam is like quite honestly i think said a few times that he was having trouble directing him sometimes mm-hmm. right i think he said something like that yeah i bet he's which makes physical. sense no he, like he did every every shot he was it's got an entourage yeah. <laughs> every shot he was in it did seem like he was quite difficult on set just go on name your top three well, well then there, difficult there nightmare was, actors oh top three nightmare actors because willis is probably yeah, we've up done there. this before <laughs> yeah we have it's an ongoing list I mean, Bale's up there, but I think yeah. with Bale, if you if you if he respects you, you're in. Yeah. But if not, you're fucked. <laughs> who, who is it that told me that Tom said, Hardy? Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy rules the roost, Tom apparently, Hardy. on any set. Shia LaBeouf said he is a gorilla. Oh yeah, you think he's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he won't. He doesn't. He won't follow the script, will he? Oh, well, probably not. <laughs> I, I don't think. I. Uh, I think right he, that morning. he. He would just make a lot of it up as he goes along as he feels his character should move i mean i guess that's if you get in tom hardy then maybe 
but I guess it is to a point of what to a point of it now, now not being the story. If there's some kind of cross wires somewhere, because it's always nice for an actor to bring stuff, but <laughs> if it's a complete. Hold on. Shia LaBeouf's probably high. It brings everything, takes nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's changed the midpoint. What do we do? Yeah. <laughs> Southall's victory, not not a. Um... What, what movie was that that we we talked about where the the actor kind of was it the fly? It was the fly, wasn't it? Where there was weird weird vibe on the on set and they couldn't tone Jeff Goldblum down. <laughs> And he changed the entire dynamic and energy of <laughs> scenes and therefore bits of the entire movie. Oh, I, I don't think know. there was something like that. I had that. the theory about, was, about because he was Gold not being um, full bloom until later in the film. <laughs> I don't know if it was that though. We definitely got into that. But what I remember was that he um he was in a relationship with the woman and he was getting super jealous. <laughs> and like he was just kind of like i don't know like oh, I, i'd have to go back and, and look at look at the behind the scenes that's probably a decent blu-ray yeah, as well that would be good blu-ray. Blu-ray. it's a fiver fiver on amazon it's a fiver fiver <laughs> hey, oh, uh, yeah. i guess i guess we can end on <laughs> on that note <laughs> now <laughs> I guess we and I guess we can end. comedy horn. Yes, we've already, we've all said a little good thing. I think it's always nice if there's a largely negative one. We've all said our our piece of what's quite nice about it, haven't we? I think Jack, you you haven't been quite on the nice front. Uh, just, if, is there is there is it. there a redeeming quality for you? Even if it's however small, just a little bit of redemption for this movie. And is that second watch still on the table? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> I'll bring the Blu-ray in. I won't be watching the Blu-ray. Don't try and don't try and swap the uh, don't don't try and swap the the CDs round and put in in it in the prisoner's case because I would just ask you to leave. (laughs) Simple as that. I mean, I I just it's it's, uh, I wanted it to be a, a. a, a real sci-fi yeah, after seeing that star. It, uh, it was not. That's exactly. It's, that's kind of. Uh, I think it's the, it's the film's fault, man. Not you, don't. No, but I'm not you, man. Why is it take it a little bit personally? <laughs> yeah. <don't we? laughs> it just. I. I. I, I it, it seems so exciting. The whole sci-fi stuff, mm. um, and then just being back in the real world I was like, oh, it's, it's yeah. Confused, yeah. Bruce Willis. Yeah. And now he's got a mustache. There we yeah. go. And I've never seen Bruce Willis with hair. No, that, that's quite an interesting impression. It's a bit, a bit of redemption yeah. for me. The fella. <laughs> just, the fellow. It's his long, head. wavy hair. Yeah. Trivia, name another Bruce Willis time travel movie. Looper. Yeah. That's you probably worth that. that's probably worth a list. Yeah. Uh, I like I like Looper. Yeah. I can yeah. more every time I watch I've it. I've not seen that. Come on, Bit. So I want to watch it again. I've only seen it once. Joseph Levitt, Gordon Levitt, yeah, yep, Gordon <laughs> Levitt Jr. I know. Sorry. He's a junior in there JGL. somewhere. All right. Ratings. Um, Should we go for? Yes, yeah, where is it? Let's go cool. there. I'll go from the bottom now because I went from the top last time. So, Jack, do you want to start off with your ratings? That's a good start. <laughs> I think I think I'm usually the harshest out of everyone. 
I know. No, we got statistics. No, on I, I think I think and Luke, I'm going to bring my, and then you and then Nick. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring my average down quite a lot. Oof. Probably uh, I'm going to I'm going to uh, it's one and a half. Mm-hmm. Wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. And the half is only from, I guess, production design. Yep. And the first 10 minutes. Matt is the harshest critic. And then then the one is just the rest of the film. Yeah. Just just because it's a film, not just by default. Yep, yep. I think I think Luke used to be. I thought Luke and I would would join um, averages. Lord of Lord of the Rings ended that (laughs) reign. That was a couple of fibers there. And and happy times. Yeah, and happy times. It's my my lighthouse. It's my lighthouse rating on on that graph. I don't know if I saw it. Why? What was it? A seven and a half. Yeah. (laughs) Oh no! I should have tipped me. Lighthouse is not here, mate. That's bringing me down. I gave that a five. You have a yeah. five? Yes, please. If possible. <laughs> Can I have a five? Please? Can I have a five? Sorry, oh, still, the ratings, still an average of 3.6, mate. The ratings are so bad for this film. We're thinking about previous films which we've rated. <laughs> yeah. five. Do, you, do you remember that five <laughs> we had a while back? <laughs> do you know how time we enjoyed the film? <laughs> We're doing away games and counting the aggregate. Luke, what's your rating on this? Oh, one? I'm going to go one and a half, too. Yep. Yeah, Nick. sorry. Average is not comprehensible. Yeah. Um... I'm going I'm going three. Mm-hmm. Um really didn't hate it that much. There's a lot of things to to not like, but there's also things to like. Although, you know, putting me on the spot earlier, Matt, I didn't couldn't really name any, but I know they're in there. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. I, I, yeah. yeah. Well, I can see Nick liking it because there's there's like stuff to look into and stuff to pick apart. Mm. I I think I'm less interested in in if it doesn't invite me immediately, I'm less bothered about looking into it. Yeah. I th- I can see Nick finding something in it. Oh, and so the first Blu-ray narrative. Yeah, exactly. Has, Nick's you know. invested in this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've invested. It's, it's real. It's, it's actually physical in your home. Yeah. It's in your He's home. He's reminded by yeah. it. Because it's there in front of him. I think. When he yeah. wakes up. Uh, Under T. I think I'm going to do a... A straight down the middle, a true straight down the middle, two and a half. Um, All right. There are some redeeming qualities, and there was an emotional moment, so I can't hide that fact, can I? So I can't give it too low. No. Um, (laughs) We we can't hide that. There was a weather report you mentioned (laughs) as well. So you must have found something. Yeah. 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 Well, there we go. Are we doing Um, picks for next week, or are we on a a set week? We don't know anymore, do we? Anybody change anything? Matt, you're out. Nah, someone, someone put iRobot in mine. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather not have that in? No, nah, honestly, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't go with my current theme, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Fucking <laughs> Spielberg. I've got, I've got seven, seven Spielbergs, and then there's just iRobot. <laughs> it's a good film. I think iRobot would actually be hard to talk about hard to say too anything bad emotions. about yeah. yeah exactly too many emotions <laughs> am I right <laughs> right here we go please be high robot now one two three Moneyball. yes Moneyball. Nice. oh my god I'm so fucking fun looking forward to that's that. cool I haven't yeah, seen I haven't that seen I'm that. so excited we spoke about oh, I think the other, yes. other day didn't we all the other week looking forward to that 
Oh, so, get in. Yeah, it's good that we've got two first watches as well. Yeah, love it. Nice. Ooh, that's that's another Brad Pitt, isn't enjoy it? a film. Two in a row? Yeah. Another Brad. Yeah. Oh, happy with that. Yeah. Sick. Let me just check. Ooh, 2nd to 5th of March. Uh, I'll manage. Oh, I thought you were checking the Blu-ray. How much it was on Amazon. I am. Oh, oh, delivery. oh the delivery. <laughs> Just oh. deliveries. Oh, that's a nice the little Blu-ray, the system now. Nice little Blu-ray, that is. Yeah. That's the... Um, Here we go. Nick, I was going to ask about um, your Blu-rays. Yeah. W- would you ever... Because I was looking at them after you mentioned them. I was looking at some on Amazon just to see the price. In like a box set, would you ever get a box set that's like, you know, like Kubrick collection, but then you open it and it's not individual cases, or would you like? Uh, that's hard. hard I'd prefer I'd prefer individuals. Individual yeah, yeah. Also, surely. Um, Luke, Luke and I spoke well, about this. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just <laughs> thinking about the, the the nightmare of the nightmare. Like, where alphabetically would you yeah, yeah. put that? Oh, let's get into this. Um, what was Would the you example? put it under Clockwork uh, C, Clockwork Orange? Well, the, the example... No, I can't go by last name of director's mate. Matt, I can't go under yeah, it, it Kubrick. Needs, yeah, it needs to fit. Oh, Nick, best. what was your example? The Batman trilogy. Oh, the, the Dark Knight trilogy, where the first one is Batman Begins. <laughs> Which is B-A. So you'd have to put that under B. <laughs> it's B-A-T-A-M-A-N. <laughs> There's a lot of things. I'm excited. It's excited. I'm, excited. I'm, I'm gutted because I had, I had four that I, I gave away and I would have given to you. Mm. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's all right. Don't I worry had, about it. I'm excited to, to Apocalypto to get new ones. Have you seen that? Apocalypto. I have seen that, but I have, it, I, I want to rewatch that one. Tree of Life. That's a Mel Gibson classic, yeah, isn't it? And Bronson. Right. <laughs> Could have been yours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <mate. laughs> oh, that's all right. I'll buy him. Well, I'll, I'll buy him I'll eventually. Give, give Matt back the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. I've got apocalypse if you want it. Donation. Although I've it is a box Ocean's thing. 12, mate. On Blu-ray. That. Is it? Is it bigger? It's bigger as well, yeah, it's isn't bigger. it? It's bigger. It's got pictures from behind the scenes, and it's got the the hot, hot of darkness. That's nice, but I don't know if it'll fit. All right, fuck it. I'll keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I mean, oh, yeah. No. Keep it. Start your own no, collection. No, no. No, no. No, I'm giving that to you. If you want it, you don't have to put it on the shelf. If you don't want it, you don't need it. Yeah. make a difference to me. <laughs> hey, man, it'll. it'll All right. Cool. You, you said it. Can't go back now. 